Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Forging the Path. My name's Adam. I'm so grateful you tuned in. And uh, we've been going through the Minor Prophets on these Friday short episodes, but I'm going to take a break from that because uh, I've had a really great morning of prayer with some of the guys from my church. And Russ kickstarted us with this verse from Peter, 1 Peter 2. Talks about being foreigners and exiles, or some translations say sojourners. And I just got got kind of stuck on that word in a good way. I got stuck on sojourners. And I looked and tried to see throughout all of scripture how often a word like that happens. And it happens over 30 times, Genesis to Revelation. Sojourner, uh, a, a pilgrim, um, pioneer, words like that. Um, Reminds me of this story I heard years ago when I was really young in my faith. I was probably 25, 26 when I first read this. And I shared it with our small group at the time. And it it didn't go over very well. There was a lot of pushback. We were part of a, a pretty large church in a different town. And our small group, uh, they, they pushed back on it. So then fast forward another five or ten years maybe. Uh, part of a men's group, and I shared it again as part of the men's group. And in that particular men's group, there were about 20 guys getting together once a month. (laughs) It was very divided. About half the guys loved this, and half the guys just couldn't stand it. So I'm going to take a risk and share this story from Wes Seliger. Um, It's it's called Pioneers and Settlers. It's kind of a modern parable. It's, It's an allegory. It's not scripture. Uh, I don't claim it's perfect. I don't agree with every single word, but I love the heart of what it's saying. And I think, especially in American Christianity, we need to hear this type of story and consider, are we more of a settler or are we more of a pioneer? And so, yeah, I'll just leave it at that too, because it's going to be really easy to listen to a story like this and then start to assess other people, to look at a, a local church or a local ministry or to look at other people and try and figure them out. Like, oh, they're totally a settler. They're totally a pioneer. I'm not sharing it for that reason. I'm asking you to assess yourself. Take a look at yourself. Uh, do you approach life and faith as more of a pioneer or as more of a settler? This will make sense in a couple minutes. Okay, so here we go. This is the the paraphrase from Wes Seliger, uh, Pioneers and Settlers. He wrote a book called Western Theology. Um, And here it goes. There's two visions of life, two kinds of people. The first see life as a possession to be carefully guarded, and they are called settlers. The second see life as a wild, fantastic gift, and they're called pioneers. This gives rise to two kinds of theology, a settler theology and a pioneer theology. The first kind, settler theology, that's an attempt to answer all the questions correctly and establish all the rules. Pioneer theology is an attempt to know what it means to receive the amazing gift of life. The Wild West is the setting for both of these theologies. In settler theology, the church is the courthouse. It's the center of town life. The old stone structure dominates the town square. Within the courthouse walls, records are kept, taxes are collected, trials are held for the bad guys. The courthouse is the settler's symbol of law, order, stability, and most importantly, security. In pioneer theology, the church is the covered wagon. 
It's a house on wheels, always on the move. The covered wagon is where the pioneers eat, sleep, fight, love, and die. It bears the marks of life and of movement. It creaks. It's scarred with arrows. It's bandaged with bailing wire. The covered wagon is always where the action is. It moves toward the future. It, it doesn't bother to glorify its own ruts. The old wagon is not comfortable, but the pioneers don't mind much. Comfort isn't really a high priority for them. In settler theology, God the Father is the mayor. He's a sight to behold. He's dressed like a dude from back east. He lounges in a big leather chair in his courthouse office. He keeps the blinds drawn most of the time. No one really sees him or even knows him directly, but since there's order in the town, who can deny that he's there? The mayor is predictable. He keeps a tight schedule. The settlers fear the mayor, but they also look to him to clear the payroll and to keep things going. Peace and quiet are the mayor's main concerns. But in pioneer theology, God the Father, well, he's the trail boss. He's wild, rough, and rugged. He's full of life. He's the kind of man who chews tobacco and drinks straight whiskey. The trail boss lives, eats, sleeps, and fights with his people. Their well-being, not their comfort, is his main concern. Without him, the wagon wouldn't move, and living as free men and women would be impossible. The trail boss gets down in the mud with the pioneers to help push the covered wagon, which often gets stuck. (laughs) He prods the pioneers when they get soft and when they want to turn back. His fist is an expression of his love. In settler theology, Jesus is the sheriff. So he's the guy who is sent by the mayor to enforce the rules. He wears a white hat, he drinks milk, but he always outdraws the bad guys. The sheriff decides who's thrown in jail. And there's a saying in town that goes like this. Those who believe that the mayor sent the sheriff and follow the rules, well, they won't stay in Boot Hill when it comes their time. But in pioneer theology, Jesus is the scout He rides out ahead to show the pioneers the way they should go. He lives out all the dangers of the trail. The scout suffers every hardship. He's attacked by Indians. Through his words and his actions, he reveals the true intentions of the trail boss. And only by following the scout do those on the trail learn what it means to be a pioneer. In settler theology, the Holy Spirit is the saloon girl. Her job is to comfort the settlers. They come to her when they feel lonely or when life gets dull or dangerous. She tickles them under the chin and makes everything okay again. The saloon girl squeals to the sheriff when someone starts disturbing the peace. But in pioneer theology, the Holy Spirit is the buffalo hunter. He rides along with the covered wagon and furnishes fresh meat for the pioneers. Without it, they would die. The buffalo hunter, well, he's a strange character, sort of a wild man. The pioneers can never tell what he's going to do next. He scares the heck out of the settlers. He has a big black gun that goes off like a cannon. Sometimes he rides into town on Sunday to shake up the settlers. You see, every Sunday morning, the settlers have this nice little ice cream social in the courthouse. Well, with his gun in hand, the buffalo hunter sneaks up, 
to one of those courthouse windows and he'll fire off a tremendous blast that rattles the whole courthouse. Men jump out of their skin, women scream and dogs bark. Chuckling to himself, the buffalo hunter rides back to the wagon train. In settler theology, the Christian is the settler, of course. He fears the unknown. His concern really is to stay on good terms with the mayor and keep out of the sheriff's way. Safety first is one of his mottos. To him, the courthouse is a symbol of security and peace and order and happiness. The settler never misses an ice cream social. But in pioneer theology, the settler is the pioneer, a person of daring, hungry for new life, although imperfect. He rides hard, he knows how to use a gun when necessary, and he feels bad for the settlers. The pioneer tries to tell them of the joy and fulfillment of life on the trail. The pioneer dies with his boots on. In settler theology, the pastor is the banker. (laughs) With his vault locked and records kept there of the whole town. He's a highly respected man. He has a gun, but he keeps it hidden under his desk. And he feels like he and the sheriff, well, they have a lot in common. But in pioneer theology, the pastor is the cook. He doesn't furnish the food. He just dishes up what the buffalo hunter provides. This is how he supports the movement of the wagon. He never confuses his job with that of the trail boss, the scout, or the buffalo hunter. He sees himself just as another pioneer who has learned how to cook. The cook's job is to help the pioneers pioneer. In settler theology, faith is trusting in the safety of the town, obeying its laws, keeping your nose clean, and believing that the mayor is in the courthouse. But in pioneer theology, faith is the spirit of adventure. It's the readiness to move out, to risk everything on the trail, always following the scout. Faith is active obedience to the restless voice of the trail boss. Now, in settler theology, sin sin is, is breaking one of the town's ordinances. But in pioneer theology, sin, that's wanting to turn back. In settler theology, salvation is living close to home and hanging around the courthouse a lot. But in pioneer theology, salvation is joy at the thought of another day to push on into the unknown. It's trusting the trail boss, following his scout, while living on the food furnished by the buffalo hunter. So which one resonates with you? Guys, are you, are you a settler, maybe, who wants to be a little bit more of a pioneer? Uh, or are you a pioneer? And, and maybe you need to encourage other people who want to learn a little bit more about what it's like to be a pioneer. How do you approach each day? How do you approach walking with the Lord on a regular basis? How do you look at the scriptures? Um, and like I said earlier, this isn't perfect. I, I, I don't think every word is, is perfect in this. It's not scripture. But the heart of this modern day parable is so beautiful and I think necessary for a lot of us mm, middle class Christian guys to consider and just do a quick self-assessment. Um, 
life can get really comfortable sometimes. And even if we want to be more of a pioneer, we can easily find ourselves looking a little bit more like the settler if we're not intentional. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Forging the Path. Join us next week. I got a great interview with Dan Davidson coming up about mental and emotional health, specifically for men. And then we'll continue to dive back into some of these wild minor prophets, these dudes just tearing it up in the Old Testament, saying bold and courageous and convicting things. And uh, we'll try and give that some more context as we go through those books one by one. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll see you soon. Thank <laughs> you.